Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the only show on the internet sponsored by Big Carrot. And I'm Sebastian. <laughs> you know what? I was surprised to find out what the what the wheat conspiracy council is called. What? <laughs> Big bread. <laughs> Big bread for all those anti-gluten people just trying to shove carbohydrates down your throat. Okay, good. Well, funnily enough, in my brain, I was going to say big carrot or big yeast. Sorry, I went carrot. So it was that close because I thought big yeast sounded dirty. Anyway. Certainly does. does. Oh, I'm Andy Shoster, by the way. (laughs) I have nothing to say, and I'm Alex. All right, we have an extra special episode because it's kind of like a sneaky... Extra film review being chucked in. Um, Alex and I Ooh. got to go see an early screening of yesterday. Oh, we're so jealous. Yeah. I'm so when jelly. It? It, it, we saw it a couple of days prior to yesterday. <laughs> so confusing. Yes. Um, today. Um, so <laughs> I believe that film comes out. I mean, this will come out on Wednesday. I think this film is scheduled to hit either tomorrow, Thursday, or the Friday following, whatever the 27th-ish is in this, is, in this country. Yeah. So a little bit early. So I will just put it right at the top. Absolute spoilers for that one because there's yep. not as much of a chance of people having a chance of seeing it prior to hearing this. So you've been forewarned. But also, or, if you've seen the trailer, it's been spoiled for you because it's pretty much just that the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, Andrew, I yeah. have yeah. In keeping with the theme, I have a film review as well. Ah. Although you can't really spoil a spoiled movie, can you? If it's already been spoiled by it- the taint of Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, Are you, okay. Are you reviewing <laughs> Click? No, Murder Mystery. The one that just dropped on Netflix. Oh, right. Uh, I think last week. Yeah, about a week or so ago, yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right, well. No, it's not. Well, could have been. Let's, for those that are a little bit spoiler shy about yesterday, let's start with yours. Okay. So that way they don't have to yeah. kind of come back to us. They can just listen in. Murder mystery, very simple setup. Is there, there a murder involved? There is a murder. <gasps> yeah, but there must be some kind of mystery <laughs> is what I'm hearing here. The title is very lazy. Mm-hmm. Right, and the acting, and the writing, and, and the production—the <laughs> whole film. Yeah, the whole wow. film is that Adam Sandler lazy, right? One of his one of his um, uh, sort of catchphrases, gimmick lines, is just saying shit. I'm hungry as shit. I'm tired as shit. Interesting right? choice there, right? And and that's throughout the whole film. That's his. That's sort of his catchphrase. Mm. And just oh, something is shit. 
I'm hungry. No, not that it is shit. Just that he's yeah. No, that, he's so hungry he, as shit. He's tired as shit. So he's, he's something as shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm confused as shit. It's not. It's not brilliant in any way at all. Uh, but simple premise: murder mystery. They're on. Uh, okay. the The plot of the film is Adam Sandler plays uh, this really cheap guy, this miser of a guy who he's 15 years into a marriage and he's never taken his wife on a honeymoon. Oh, what a wanker, am I right? For the, yes. For the 15th, what a shit bloke, <laughs> if you will. For their 15th <laughs> wedding anniversary, he gets a card on his way home and he declines the $100 Amazon gift voucher, deciding that the $50 Amazon gift voucher will be enough for his wife of 15 years oh, who yeah. he's never taken on a honeymoon. Oh, dear. She gets confused in thinking that the postcard that he sent meant that this was finally going to be the year where they have a big surprise, a big bash. And she kind of confronts him when they're at home. He weasels his way out of it by saying, oh, you spoiled the surprise. I was going to surprise you with this big holiday and that's it. And what he does is he books them on the cheapest tour of Spain he can. Mm. And they end up going on a plane to do that. Okay. She has trouble... She has trouble sleeping on the plane because he's such a loud snorer and <laughs> and uh, earphones, uh, not earphones, earbuds cost $8 on the plane. So she goes, screw it, I'm just going to sneak into first class into the bar there where she meets uh, Callahan or something. I can't even remember his name. Anyway, he's a lord and he's, he sort of takes her on as, as his guest and they have a whale of a time talking there. Adam Sandler shows up and is just rude and obnoxious to him and for the rest of the film as well to mm. anybody else. He's just rude and obnoxious to all these, all these people. Mm. Long story short, they get invited on this boat trip that is celebrating the marriage of this Lord's uncle. Um, he doesn't particularly like the Lord, but he wants to, wants to have a jab at them because he's marrying his own previous fiancé. This, this girl who is this uncle's fiancé used to be his fiancé. Right. So he's just inviting these American nobodies along to kind of give a little bit of a jab to the uncle. Right. He is killed on the boat and then the murder mystery unfolds. Okay. And it's crap. It really is <laughs> a crap film. It could have been good, right? Yeah. It could have been good. They did the murder takes place on the boat, but then immediately they don't the rest of the film is not set on the boat. You know, there's no tension of we have to find out who if, – if I was writing it, I would have written it as we have to find out who the murderer is by the time we get back to Doc because um, they're just going to arrest us all once, yep. we, when, once we get on board, uh, once we get back to land, yep. right? There's none of that. They all go back. They all go back to port almost immediately. The body is shipped away. A few little laughs, a few little crappy cheap jokes, which, some of which are funny but – most of which are just cringy and awful right. in yep. classic Adam Sandler way. Yep. He's not untalented. He's just lazy. So he did he, And you can feel that. Was he on the writing staff of this? I'll, I'll give it a look up. I'm just curious. He, he most definitely was influential in the writing mm. because Charlize Theron was originally a producer on this and when Adam Sandler got involved, she left. Good instincts there. <laughs> and right. a lot of, a lot of the, the cast and crew changed. So by the time Adam Sandler had come along, the entire production staff had changed. He's not got a writing credit, though. 
James but, Vanderbilt has the only writing credit. Yeah, but you, is, can, yeah. You, can, you can tell Adam Sandler. It has so many Adam Sandler-isms. Well, let me find out what this other but Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what this other person has written. Sorry, he was a producer on Zodiac, so I assumed he was good. A competent guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah he yeah. did write Independence Day Resurgence, the, so the sequel that no one mm. liked. He did write The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and 1. So, and he wrote Zodiac. Yeah, right? What Which, the fuck is he doing? A, and, I, and I don't think it's entirely his fault. I think by the time this had gone into production, so many things had changed and he couldn't back out of it uh, because then he wouldn't get paid that he, he had to go along with it. He started with Welcome to the Jungle or The Rundown, depending on what country yeah. you're from, Darkness Falls, Zodiac, The Losers, both amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Even the White House Down films aren't, I mean, they're trash, but then they're blockbuster yeah, but meant to be fine. trash, you know? He's done some really good work and then, um, and then immediately yep. Independence Day 2 and then this. Yeah. So they get back to shore. Wow. They um, are immediately interrogated by the French detective um, who suspects the American couple immediately. They're all sort of so, restricted ha- to this hotel room. Hang on. French detective in Spain. No. They land in Paris, but they're going on this – he booked them on this the cheapest tour of Spain. Ah. Oh. I presume also it's not explained in the film, but I presume the reason they're going to Paris, <laughs> well, it's really because Adam Sandler wanted to go to Paris and needed an excuse in the film to go to Paris to be paid to go on vacation. Right. But I presume it's because in the film's logic that was the cheapest flight he could get and then the tour was also a cheap way of okay. seeing something. I'm just on the trivia page of this. Yeah. Interesting. So apparently- <laughs> this movie set a Netflix record in the first three days. Um, just shy of 31 million accounts had watched the film. Mm-hmm. And that's about 13 and a half North American ones and another almost 18 worldwide. Mm-hmm. So that's actually People- worrying, but also Trump got elected. So I can see how this, <laughs> I can see how this yeah. film got so many <laughs> views because I no, shouldn't no, be no. shocked. No, it's you're subscribed to the service and this is a film – with a known actor, with a famous actor, that is essentially free. Well, so why wouldn't you watch it? Let me. I'll check for out of the only re- the hateful six because I'm curious. Was the hateful oh, six the what? Is no, it? the regretful six. Ridiculous six. The ridiculous six. I'll check because that's another Adam Sandler film straight to Netflix. Also crap. Yes, and I'm curious. And could have been good. The thing is that these films could have been good, but they're cheapened by this crude, cringy humor that mm. absolutely comes from Adam Sandler, and he's capable of so much more. Was the ridiculous six the one with Chris Pratt? No, that's that's the Magnificent Seven, which is a remake oh. of the other Magnificent Seven, which Ridiculous Six is a parody of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Magnificent Seven. Okay. Yeah, which is a, I mean, I haven't I, seen the Chris Pratt one, but the original one, great film. Yeah, I, 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 I do want to watch that. I just always forget what it's called. Mm. So it's like the one with Chris Pratt and mm. Denzel Washington. I think is he yeah. in it? I don't know. Um, I have to check for you, but yeah, I don't think it's Denzel. Or maybe it is Denzel. I can't remember. Is Danny, is Danny Glover in the original one with Kurt Russell and Charlie I, I, Sheen, I will look it up because Magnificent Seven is also based off Seven Samurai, which yeah. is a Miyazaki yeah. film. So it's originally a samurai film that was then adapted into a Western film. Same story, just obviously changed the setting. No, am I thinking of Tombstone? Oh, Magnificent, yes, you are. Magnificent Seven is Clint Eastwood, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I believe so. Once again, I will check this. Yeah. I'm trying to remember three <laughs> movies that are the same movie and then a parody movie yeah, on top yeah, of it yeah. all. Um, so anyway, Torino. 
everybody. <laughs> it's not Gran Torino. I can, I can give that one <laughs> for certainty. All all the suspects from the boat are kept in this one hotel room, and people start dying. Of course, they start dying because the murderer is trying to eliminate all the other right. guests. I don't know why. It's very poorly explained. And anyway, they end up on this adventure throughout other places in Europe because they're tracking down the killer and Adam Sandler, playing a cop, is using his amazing detective skills of trying at the same time to allay the suspicions on him and his wife, um, who are the prime suspects in the whole thing because they're the outsiders, uh, and trying to catch the actual killer at the same time as well. The twist isn't really satisfying. I mean, you, Do you, you want s- a good twist? Do you want to hear a good twist? <laughs> yeah. A month after it came out, The Ridiculous Six was the most watched film ever on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'd buy that. I'm buying it because I'm reading it. it in front of me. I watched it. I just don't emotionally buy it in a sense that my brain can comprehend this and make sense. No, you, you've subscribed to the service. They've already got your money. So the movie, you're essentially watching it for free. Yeah, but watch something else. <laughs> well, again, I only watched it with my wife because we were sitting down on a, on a Saturday afternoon, on a, on a day off, and it popped up. And the trailer made it look kind of fun. Made mm. it look kind of funny. And you, you kind of want to give Adam Sandler a chance. I do anyway. I liked a little Nicky. Mm. Yeah. I actually <laughs> like little Nicky. <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it could have been better. It's, it's unfortunate that it was lazy. There's, there's no good payoff. The, the reveal, the twist is not really satisfying. I mean, even if you don't see it coming, it's not really satisfying because it's just played so so cringily and right in your face. There's no subtlety to it at all. You're not mm. allowed to think about it. Everything is either explicitly foreshadowed or told to you directly, this is what's happening right now in the film. Which is, I mean, if for any murder mystery film, that's kind of a tragedy then. Like, that's the whole point yeah. is you want to... You want to feel smart if you yeah. get it. Be surprised if you don't. And you don't want to. You don't want to feel like you're ahead of the film because it's dumb. You want to feel like you're ahead of the film because you're smart. Yep. And so who did it in the end? Oh, uh, do you want to spoil it? Yeah, yeah I'm not going to watch do you want it. The, you're not <laughs> spoiler alert for this piece of shit that apparently everyone in the world's already watched. The famous actress that the Adam Sandler character is so taken with um, turns out to be the secret daughter of the uncle. And she is in it with his godson in order to kill the other people and split the inheritance between them. Ooh. With the eventual plan being to kill the godson as well. But they're working together for the whole thing. So Adam Sandler's, there are two killers. Adam oh, no one catching them killers then. <laughs> so Adam Sandler's wife that Who, is, is Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Played by competently played by Jennifer Aniston. Everybody is everybody is good in their performance in this. Right, there are some some characters like it's 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 a comedy. It's not meant to be taken seriously. It is a comedy, and comparing it to Clue, as unfair as that is, it does not hold a candle to, to Clue at all. Exactly the same story. There's some you know people are invited to to this place. Not quite as mysterious as uh, as Clue is, but they're all kind of seemingly unrelated or for for different reasons. And the big guy dies, and you have to solve the mystery of who did it. Mm. And other people right. start dying along the way. So, but okay, so. Adam Sandler's wife, Jenna Aniston, is the uncle's secret daughter. No. No, no. They meet an actress when they're on the boat, right? In, they're invited by this lord that they meet yeah. on the plane. Okay. Right? Yep. And they meet this girl who is an actress. Okay. Who, you know, she's an actress playing an actress in the thing. That's, <laughs> okay. how, that's yeah. how Adam Sandler's character recognises her from some porno or something. 
Of right. course, of course, it's a porno because Adam Sandler thinks that's funny. He's me when I'm drunk, and then I got a like, laptop, and I'm like, screenplay time. Yeah, yeah. It was the best of times. <laughs> it was the blessed of times. <laughs> and so she ends up being the secret daughter of the uncle who's right. marriage they're there for. Yeah, it's unnecessarily complicated and not satisfying in any way. Adam Sandler. So what does Jennifer Aniston do? Just like she's his husband, her wife. She ends up being clever and can is oh. a badass behind the wheel of a Ferrari. Huh. She did it. Okay. Yep. So that's it. Your and she's a goddamn hairdresser. Ah. Mm-hmm. And legally blonde style, that also ends up being <laughs> you know how in Legally yep. Blonde, uh what's her name? Reese Witherspoon. Uh, whatever her character name is, I can't remember now. Ellie. Um, I'm going to say Ellie, Ellie and then I'm going to look it up because I think it's I, – I'm No, she ends, right. up, she ends up uh, winning the case because she knows that the girl got a perm and then got into a shower and no You don't do that. You, you, don't, you don't do that. So same thing here. Uh, she notices that um, this this actress lady has freshly freshly done hair, but she's wearing a hat. And she says, oh, uh, you wouldn't L. wear a L. – Elle Woods. Elle Woods, that's exactly right. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't wear a hat if you had just had your hair done and – uh, my, husband, a bad haircut. my husband Nick <laughs> just frisbeed something into the killer's head. So let's see your forehead there where the cut would be. And she says, oh, no, of course I can't remove my hat. I'm not going to. And see, that's, that's what I mean. Everything is spelled out really clearly for you. There's no subtlety in it at right. all. It's completely unsatisfying. Unfortunate. Yeah. But her hairdressing powers save the day. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> if we can... <laughs> Take a tonal shift then. Um, Alex and I would like <laughs> a to review movie. a good movie. <laughs> so we um, had luck of being invited to the Brisbane premiere of yesterday, the Beatles-esque film. Brilliant um, idea. Yeah. I can't believe it Fantastic. hasn't been done before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Um, and it's so it was produced and written, I think, by the guys that um, one did The Slumdog Millionaire and one did Love Actually. So it's got a little bit of a – a little bit of romantic comedy uh, caliber car um, group behind it. Oh, and Slumdog, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Slumdog or Love Actually. Sorry. I'm just speaking literally seen, outside of my face right I've now. I've seen both, surprisingly. What do you, how do you rate them? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> so good. That's why people come to second take. We just cut straight to the point. Yeah, it's, good. it's fine. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen a bad Richard Curtis written film. Yeah. Well, this won't. Disappoint. That's right. I was meant to look him up the other day. Yeah. Oh, he wrote about time. That's um, right. He's it's done a whole bit. I think nine months. He wrote. He's written a whole heap of stuff. He's written oh, he's mostly to do with time. Love actually. Yeah. He wrote love actually. Yeah. Okay. And he with oh. he with Ben Elton and Rowan Atkinson wrote Blackadder. Did a lot of okay. work. Very with Rowan I challenge yeah. you. I found a movie he did bad. Oh yeah. Story by Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Yeah, story, not script, not screenplay. <laughs> he didn't fill in the details. He just gave them the outline. Yep. Said, it's in Greece. <laughs> Here are the dots. <laughs> Use ABBA songs. <laughs> Shut hey, up. guys. <laughs> I did Bridget Jones. I'm getting a sense of where this guy draws inspiration. <laughs> Notting Hill, Four Weddings and a Funeral. He's Notting Hill is a good yeah. movie. I like Notting Hill. I'm a, I'm a big Hugh He's Grant fan. competent, established, award-winning writer, and rightly so. What did you credit him with before? About Time. About Time. I can't see yeah. it in the no, list. He, he wrote About Time. Did he? Yeah. 2013. I don't have it here on my list of oh, things written by him. Is it not him? Maybe Let not. me look it up while you yeah. continue talking about okay. yesterday. So, 
Full disclosure, we always like to go into a little bit of detail so you know that our review has been tainted. We were drunk for this film. Uh-huh. Um, Alex had had a beer or two. We had a cu- uh, I had had a couple of- um, Pim's cocktails. Yeah, Pim's cocktails. I was quite well lubricated for my cinematic experience. Um, and there was a- like We put it up on Facebook, but there was like a, a little live performer. Actually, a guy from Liverpool was- um, poached and was singing Beatles songs and we're standing there in the lobby he's playing music and he goes oh should I do my terrible Beatles accent yes oh okay oh has anybody got any requests for some Beatles That's songs just it's- a kiwi yep <laughs> <laughs> you got me and I'm like alright lads oh. anyone got a Beatles uh- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, Bru, does anyone want to suggest any Beatles music for me to play, eh? And I was like, yeah, um, a day in the life. He's like, oh, I've been instructed to only play upbeat Beatles songs. I'm like, well, and I was fuck like, me what, then. What about Helter Skelter? And he's like, ah, purist. Not no. so good without a band. I was like, do you, do you know Beatles songs? Yeah, I was like, uh, so, so far we we're at a 0% success rate for our song requests. And I was about to yell out help. And then he started playing help. Yeah. It's great. Listen to Alex. Okay, if he just if he just does, here comes the sun. I'll be happy. And then he did, which yeah. was good. And we're like, I wonder if I play Eleanor Rigby, like the the violin song. Which, by the way, you do <laughs> we do get a guitar version of that in yesterday, which is quite lovely. So it is possible, and it does sound good. It does. Are there yeah. particularly heavy Beatles? This fans? boy, this boy right here, yes. the yes. one I'm pointing at. So am yes. I. I quite like him. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. Um, in fact. When I was when I was ten years old, I had two cassettes, and one was a Best of Elvis, the other was Best of Beatles. Hmm. Excellent. And I wore those babies out. Um, my father, growing up in the time of the Beatles being big, um, has I think every record. So listening okay. to them on vinyl. Oh, lovely! Is was a, a, a Sunday morning thing. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it, Coming from a Catholic family, so church and then home breakfast. For the Beatles. <laughs> breakfast with the family, chuck the Beatles on. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, it was it was good. Good times. It's a great little ritual. Yeah. And, and like my my favorite would have been um Maxwell Silverhammer coming on. Yes. Uh, after going to church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's sing about killing someone. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Okay, so Andrew has found that Richard Curtis did do About Time. I can now see it in the list there. I just could not see the freaking poster going through IMDb. Yeah, I can understand if you scrolled past the director and the writer where mm. he is the only name there. I didn't go to the movie. I was, might... I was in his filmography trying to find oh, it in the I, list I, of all I, the stuff. Yeah, of course. That's exactly right. Because why would you look up the movie when I explicitly said <laughs> he wrote the movie? <laughs> why would you bother? No, no, no. no. I was just <laughs> looking at his filmography. Yeah. It didn't come up with my SEO. What do you want? Um <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, maybe we, we just like the story a bit. Maybe we just revealed a hole in IMDb's cross-referencing of, of data. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, my last—I mean, I like the Beatles. No, I wouldn't even compare that much. How much I like it to how much Alex would, though. But like, I was very excited when Across the Universe came out, that jukebox Beatles musical. And I will say that movie is not great. Visually, it can be very interesting at points. And some of the songs are actually very well done. Story-wise, it's a dud. That's the issue. Oh, okay. Can I say I have never sat down and watched Across the Universe because the first review that I heard of it was it the story is lacking and Mm. they changed the songs. Like, obviously, it's changed to 
be the people in yeah. the movie. And I was like, nah, I'm not down for that. <laughs> what I would suggest is watch it. Just accept that it's shitty. But no, visually, very fun. Yesterday also, or across the universe? No, no, across the universe, sorry. Um, but also go on Spotify. The soundtrack's on there. It's not bad. It's more rocky, like in a modern sense, rocky than- Balboa? Rocky <laughs> than Balboa and than the and the Beatles themselves. Um, the, the great version of Hey Jude for that movie, um, the version of Let It Be is done like one of those, it's like, it's like a church choir version. It's actually quite oh. nice. Um, and Little Hop hey, My Friends is done by Bono. Dude. Okay. Um, and Leonard Cohen, I think, also does a version as well. No, actually, Little Help's done by Leonard Cohen, I think, and Bono does Strawberry Fields, maybe? i got to double-check that. There's some really interesting ones. But Bono wasn't actually in the film. He just did the, that's that one yeah. song that plays in the credits for some stupid reason. But This this importantly is not a biography of the Beatles, is it? Neither of no. these are. In the same way that um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was about Freddie Mercury and Queen and the surviving members – Heavily influenced the film. Do you know if um, Paul McCartney or, or Ringo uh, were? They don't appear in the film. I'll put it that way. Okay. Okay. Uh, and and in, in fact, one spoiler. I think we should we give it full spoilers because yeah. honestly, this film, while it has an interesting concept behind it, not a lot happens in it. And for the sake no. of us being able to talk about it, yeah. I'm going to say, if you if you're worried about spoilers for this film, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> because right here, right now, we're going to ruin it. And I don't, if you're worried, I don't want to ruin your life by ruining this yeah. movie. Um, but in saying that, you've been very explicitly warned. <laughs> yes. So we're going to give you 0.2 seconds. The only member of the Beatles that is shown in this film yep. is John Lennon. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so it's it's he is the deadest of all of them. He, he is the most dead. I've checked. Unless you subscribe to the Paul McCartney conspiracy, I do. Where he was decapitated in some horrible car accident, and an imposter was ah oh. was uh, he was Paul McCartney. <laughs> okay. So basic um. conceit of this film is there's an artist whose name I wrote about in an article and have now instantly forgotten his name. Do you remember the name of the, the lead? Jack Malik. Jack, it is Jack. Is it, well, definitely Malik. Is it, is is it Jack? Rami Malik. Or John Malik. No, Jack Malik. I'm, I'm loading it up right Jackie. now. Yeah. I, I, I just wrote a freaking like Jack Malik. You were, good job. You were looking I you. watched he, a movie and I paid attention. I never <laughs> listen to character names unless your name's Tony Stark. I've forgotten you. That's, <laughs> that's his character name. Jack Malik. Jack Malik. I, that's the character, character name or name. the actor? Character. Okay, I was, I was so, just going to say, is he related to Remy Malik? No, no. From, from Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. So he's a struggling artist who's pretty much given up on his dreams, his dream of, you know, breaking into the music industry. And because he sucks? At- well, I think he's actually like, not terrible. He's a good singer. He's, okay. he's a good singer. I don't think there was anything wrong with the song, but I Summertime think- Summertime was a fine song. Okay. I think that they're playing it up like, uh, you you. Su- your songs aren't great. Like you're, you're fine, but like he's songs the nerdy aren't great. girl who you know always wears her glasses. But the second she removes them, she turns into this gorgeous, yeah. stunning girl. Okay. E- okay, except the uh, that moment is um, when he f- somehow the entire world uh, has a blackout. Okay, yeah. So he's quit music though. Okay, yes. He has an accident where he's riding his bicycle and he gets hit by a bus. But at the same moment. All of the Earth's power turns off. Okay, and comes back on twelve like, seconds later or yeah. some shit. And Is he carrying some sort of genie's lamp? That no, no. <laughs> we never get an explanation. <laughs> okay. It turns out later on the film we find out there's another couple of people that were also skipped 
from what happened. Okay. They're yeah. also in the same boat as him where they remember. Okay. But Who are suddenly coming out with Elvis songs. No, no, and, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> And Pink Floyd. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny what, how they do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so okay. he's hit by a bus in hospital. His, um, produ- his, uh, his manager slash love interest gives him a guitar as a present when he gets out because okay. she wants him to continue singing even though he wants to quit. And, you know, it's just like, you know, try it out. There are some friends that are all like, you know, congratulations on being out of the hospital. And he yeah. plays Yesterday okay. to warm up the guitar because he's like, okay. I got to christen the guitar yeah. with a good song. And they're all like, that was fucking incredible. And he's like, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Thanks. It's Yesterday yeah, yeah. by the Beatles. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> Beatles? Like the car or like the insects? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And yeah. he thinks That's that he nice. thinks it's a send up. Yeah. Like he thinks they're, they're ribbing him. Of course. Yeah. Of course you would. So- he goes home and he's just like, he's furious. Oh, there's this great moment where he's like, it's, it's the greatest song. That's, it's one of the greatest songs that's ever been written. And then it's like, oh, all right, shoot your own fucking trumpet, mate. Because they yeah. think it's his song. Yeah. And he's just like, what is going on? So he goes home, gets mad and Googles the Beatles. And of course, Beatles come up. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah. realizes that nobody knows what the fuck he's talking about and kind of just naturally yeah. gets and the idea. And he's like, Oh shit! And like st- then he's like starting to remember all these songs, and yeah. he's putting like post-its up all over his walls, like of all these songs. Very good. And then um, part of the story is the fact that he can't remember all the lyrics. Yeah, yes. like yeah, Eleanor yeah. Rigby, he's like <laughs> Father McKenzie, <laughs> Father McKenzie sewing his socks. Yeah, no, that can't be right. <laughs> That's not it. But okay, it, okay, it, and it's great. Like he 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 goes uh, at one point. He's like, oh. Um, do you have any Coke? They're in a restaurant or something. And like, do you have any Coke? And they're like, what? Oh, yeah. So- <laughs> and so then he like searches Coke and like a um, drug law comes up. And so- Oh, no. <laughs> the extended conceit of this film is anything that the Beatles have like directly influenced yeah. or referenced is also it's gone. Also gone, yeah. Uh, so like hey. it, when, he, when his manager first got up, got with him to manage him as like a little indie singer, he had, it started when he had done a performance of Wonderwall growing up as a kid at a right. school fair. Oasis, the band no longer exists because I assume they must have had some reference yeah. Beatles, um, you know, inspiration yeah. or something. Yeah. So they don't exist. Coke's gone. What else has fucking got? It's like this running joke throughout the entire film. Oh, Harry Potter doesn't exist. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Somehow. you find this out at yeah. the very end of the film. Like, there's no yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's like, like, I feel like I've just defeated Voldemort and I'm Harry Potter and like, like uh, everything's going back to normal. It's just like. Okay, but who's that? <laughs> so yes. constantly throughout the film, he'll drop references and people are like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, oh, not that. And like Google it, like, oh. Because <laughs> he's so just Harry Potter and like some fucking it, yeah. Civil War era general called Harry Potter. <laughs> it is a really fun concept. It, yeah. Is, yeah, it is very well executed, I feel. Like there's a, a couple of bits where you're like, oh, it could pick up the pace, yeah. but like it's, it's love- a little um, a little thing to just go through to get the rest yeah. of the film. And so he picks I up love, it. I love the idea just quickly that, that he doesn't remember the lyrics. Because oh, I've often yeah. wondered if you if you do that gimmick, you know, you travel back in time and oh, I'm going to, you know, get the get the hits before that. And you don't yeah. quite nail it. Yep. You don't quite <laughs> nail it. You, you know it. But, you know, trying to play it yourself, you, you might, you know, screw it up or not, you know, so, or, or people just wouldn't like it. You know, it wouldn't be delivered in the same way yeah. and people just wouldn't like it. Oh, Yesterday, oh no. what a boring song that is. So he yeah. gets heavily produced by, what's the name of that actress? The, she was one of the really good ones from the um, Ghostbusters remake, the very funny one. Oh, the one that plays Hillary Clinton and all the SNL sketches. Oh, uh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. So she's in it yeah. as the big shot producer okay, yeah. that kind of runs in. in. Yeah. Anyway, through her and Ed Sheeran's influence, he ends up having to release Hey Jude under Hey Dude. Yeah. Yeah. And 
when he meets with he's his... like oh is it though like is that better <laughs> like dude it's such an old name like who would like who is this and like and in the, hate... in the same way yeah. these songs were written 50 years ago yeah so the influences now would not be the same. Mm, yeah. You couldn't write the same song now. <laughs> and like they're having this big like what is it the um the master meeting of all meetings or something. Oh the ma- ma- yeah the marketing master meeting of all meetings whatever. It is. <laughs> and, and it's like the head of Universal this is for his release yeah. of his okay. first album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um they're like we like some of the ideas but the white album and cuz he's an Indian yep. guy they're like white album. <laughs> Identity issues. Such okay. a yeah. yeah. Lonely yeah. Hearts Club yeah. band. Like, what's this? Yeah. A bunch of words. Like, yeah. what is this? Um, that's brilliant. It's, that's really good. There's yeah, this great bit where great he gets concept. confronted by two people that remember the Beatles, and they are so thrilled with what he's doing because neither of them can sing. Yeah. And they're like, "Thank you so much." Like, you know, it's not played up like that. Like the first oh, guy, yeah. he he opens for Ed Sheeran in Russia. Um, Russia. So he opens so with there's, USSR. There's this one guy brilliant. just standing there, and he's like just amazed like afterwards and he's just standing there and then you see him he goes home and he um he searches um the guy and like all the songs come up and you're like is this guy like, like yeah. for you, me it's played it, like it's gonna be sprung like okay. people are okay. onto his like game. they're onto him or they're going to assassinate him to because he's tarnishing the beetle or something <laughs> see, i like thought that. assassination because yeah. i was like he's gonna go like john lennon he's gonna yeah. get shot or something nice yeah, yeah. But, but it doesn't go that way and okay. um then there's this other late like so he's in the middle of um, like recording and he's like, I need to go to Liverpool. And, and so he goes to Penny Lane and he goes to visit the- um, The church from Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby, Rigby yeah. and um, like all the st- strawberry fields. And this one lady like recognises this guy because he's all over the internet and everything. And she's like, hang on, and like follows him. And it's like really creepy. Like- <laughs> Do you remember in Bohemian Rhapsody, there was the scene where- Mercury's being interviewed and he's like all fucked from the drug fuck. Yes. There's a kind of similar scene where um, Jack's being interviewed and you see this lady hold up a yellow submarine replica and yeah. he sees it and he just like, he's like freaks out a bit. And then <sighs> later on that they, they revealed as I'm a done. fans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like okay. right at the end, they're like, um, he, he does this big like album launch um, on the, on the beach at this hotel that he, he was on the bo- roof. Or uh, yeah. Was. On the, on the roof of this hotel that, um, Back before he all this happened, he was going there for a gig, and he gets there, and they're like, "Who the fuck are you? Like, what are you doing here?" And they're like, uh, "Out in the car park." And um, he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm the the per- performer. I'm here for my show." And um, they're like, "Oh, well, you're a bit late. We closed three weeks ago." <laughs> and so um, it just so happens that this place is reopened um, while he's recording everything, mm. okay. and so he's like, "That's the perfect place to." Um, like launch the album okay. and so he goes back and then after that um he's like he's in the room he's by himself and he's like i don't know if this is the right thing rah, rah, rah. and then um his mate's like oh there's the, these two oddballs are outside they want to talk to you and then they come it's in the russian guy and the and, lady with and the, and the submarine the lady, yeah and uh, then they come in and they're like we just want to say thank you and yeah, neither like, of us can sing. Otherwise, we'd do this. Yeah. Like, there's no judgment. They don't care that he's making all this yeah. money. Thank you for bringing the Beatles back for a, us. A world without the Beatles is infinitely worse. But yeah. there's this great bit with the like, you, yeah. was it? They're, they're talking about the fact that his lyrics are sometimes wrong. It's just like you flip the verses and for the benefit of Mr. Kite, like it's it's like the, the wrong yeah. way around. And they're like, and hey, dude, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's look, like, that oh, wasn't me. That I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> and it's, oh, and there's this one. 
after after the first concert with sorry, this is going like back and forward, but Yeah, this after- this review brought to you by um Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm I'm hyped for it. After the um the show where he opens for Ed Sheeran in Russia. They're like in this, uh, in this room. <laughs> I was going to bring this like, up. Good, good. In the, in the like, um, like having like a backstage party or Green whatever. room or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're like, oh, the man who can, uh, wrote all these songs on a three hour flight oh, yeah, without so, a guitar. Cause um, he wrote, he wrote back yeah. in the USSR for the Russian audience. And yeah, Ed Sheeran's like, how did he do this? We had a three hour flight, no guitar. And you wrote this on the way. Yeah. And it's like, that's sus, sus. man. Yeah. <laughs> And so he's like, all right, we're going to have a competition. This is Ed Sheeran. We're going to have okay. a competition. I'm going to go over there. I've got half an hour to write a song. You, you're going to go over there. You're going to write a song. And then we're going to come back and we're going to play these songs. <laughs> and whoever has the better song wins. And then okay. his, nice. his friend um, Ricky or – Oh, um, he's got some – Rocky. Yeah, yeah Rocky. Um, yeah. It, it, who's like his, his best friend. Such like, an idiot. Um, Stagehand, whatever. Um, he's like – is it is it going to be a prize? And it's like, nah. It's just whoever writes the better song is the winner. And it's like, oh, I think Ed Sheeran could spare a tenor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, they come back. And what song did Jack actually write? I, I didn't recognize this song. Like I said, I'm not a the Beatles long super fan. And winding road. Yeah. So he does that. So Sheeran does his. He does his, and they're going to go to the round of applause. And Sheeran's like, uh, to see who wins. Is like, no, no, no. I've lost. And he kind of like, he's like, I, I, I get it. There's like this look of defeat on him. He's like, how are you so good? Yeah, he's, like, where did you come from? Uh, I always thought yeah. that I had some kind of special talent and I guess it just takes, <laughs> I guess it just takes <laughs> me being in the room with someone better to realize that there's, there's more to music than what I've done it. And I was always the better told man. someone better would come along. I just yeah. never thought it would be here and, and now and he just kind of walks kind of so yeah. to be, to be arrogant and humble in the same time. Yeah. Oh, there's this amazing scene where you're just hearing an Ed Sheeran song playing and Ed Sheeran turns the corner and answers his phone and he's his own room. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Um, it is, it's, it was it's great, great in this film, yeah. yeah. Um, but all in all- um, oh, so, oh. So, so he's a major part of the film? He's oh, sure. about, yeah, 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 about a third of it. Okay. He's the one that- he finds the album that um, right. Jack has released, like a little EP, and was like, you are coming on tour with me. I yeah. need an opening man. Yeah. Pick, he just comes, walks up his house one day and says, I want you. They come. Then he meets through him. He meets um, his the producer. Right. And then Ed Sheeran's kind of in and out for it, but he's in about maybe half an hour's worth of the movie. So decent yeah, chunk for great. him. Yeah. 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 And honestly, Does good actor. Good I like him. Yeah. Yeah, so he makes a great call. Because you see like the back of Ed Sheeran's head first and he's, he turns to me and he's like, please be freaking um, Rupert Grint. Ah, but no, he's yeah. Sheeran. <laughs> I, I was like, because uh, um, he calls him yeah, up. Yeah, of and- course, because he would be nobody. Yeah. He wouldn't be a famous actor. No. If, I mean, if Harry Potter didn't exist, then Rupert Grint would be a nobody because Harry Potter oh, made yeah, him. Oh, yeah, true. No, yeah. but, but, but what, a, what a great reveal that would have been, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. He get he gets home after this um, show airs after he does like the first five songs on an EP, um, <clears throat> and it's this local TV show. And he's like, uh, he gets a phone call and he's like, ah, oh, Ed Sheeran, yeah, haha, like, <laughs> of course, yeah, like of course it's uh, Nick. Tell where- Margaret I said hi or whatever yeah, your girlfriend is yeah. in the background, yeah. And then um, he gets home and um, then Ed. Ed- Rocks up at his house and he's like just got upstairs and he's um he's like just taking off his shirt and laying in bed and then Ed knocks on the door but you ha- haven't seen that it's Ed Sheeran yet <clears throat> and I was like oh Seb it, it it could be Rupert Grint like how good would that be and like I was really hoping it would be it would like, be very funny yeah 
you know, they've done that um, film clip where Ed, um, Rupert's in. Yeah. And Ed, yeah. And it it just it would have been great, but it's it's good for Ed that he got this okay. <clears throat> bit of acting in. Okay. Um, couple of notes about the yeah. performances in it. So Jack's father was played by Sanjeev um, Baskar. He's the guy, the main host from the Kumars number forty two. That old, oh. and he he's funny. I really enjoyed him in it. Um, and unlike so Himesh Patel, the main actor, played Jack. Unlike what they did with Bohemian Rhapsody, where Rami Mac didn't actually sing, they just edited in you know live performances here or there of Queen. He's doing all of his own singing. This is and really good. Like okay. I had no issues at all with the actual music that we were hearing. I think they picked a great actor. He was as a, a general performance singing aside, very lovable character. I really enjoyed yeah. him. But when it actually came to the performances, he had a really, really good voice. Yeah. So ace casting can't compliment that enough. Mm. Um We haven't really talked about the love interest. Yeah, so the whole the, the story is effectively well, a love story. Don't so, spoil the whole thing for us. Yeah, okay, but well, it, it yeah, is a actually, love story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that would be a, a good thing to say. Go and watch it because yep. the ending it's quite the, sweet. Yeah. Oh, so we did touch on it. So John Lennon's in this film. Yes. So effectively, because the Beatles never existed, of he course. never got assassinated, yeah. and he's just a fisherman. Effectively, he just lives off the, <laughs> in the water. And Rami goes, not Rami. Sorry for fucking talking about Jack. Uh, Jack goes to meet him because he's put he's put in touch with them by the two Beatles right. fans who were like, it's not all bad that the Beatles didn't exist and they give him a piece of paper and it sends him to I meet see, Lennon. Of course, yeah. So he gets to Lennon, who's just like a simple fisherman, nothing, no frills, nothing, has you know, lived a good life, is talking to this guy who's you know, fanboying and he has no idea why. And it's it's a nice it's a nice little sweet moment saying like right. you know, because in this reality, he you know, yeah. got to live and yeah. he's had a happy time. But he's not John Lennon. No, he's, he's not. Just, he's just a fisherman. He's just Jonathan yeah. Len- Lennon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he yeah. never had a reason to divorce his first wife. Yeah. <sighs> it was well, good. I had a good time. So high recommend from me. I'm sure Alex yes, is. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm high. I mean, after, after seeing the trailer, I was already on board. But after yep. hearing mm. you guys talk about it, yeah, I'm it's, absolutely. It's really fun. I can't I, wait for I'm, it. I'm going to pay to go see. Well, it's like a, I probably always see it at the cinemas again, but I would definitely over Netflix or if I had the ex, you know, this excess cash, I bought on Blu-ray. I definitely do this. I would. I've been trying to look for the actual soundtrack somewhere of like the movie versions of the songs. I'm struggling. I'm sure it'll come out at some point uh, if it probably, hasn't already somewhere it's, else. Oh, it's, it might it's been out for one. it's been out for about thirty or forty years. I want the <laughs> I want to hear the movie versions of it because I really enjoyed his voice. Okay, so but I'll probably um, drop when the movie drops. Yeah, yeah. On Spotify, the soundtrack is up, but it's just the, it is just the Beatles versions of it. Right. But I'm sure there'll be another version, so yeah. I'm going to keep my, more posted for that as well because it was really sole performance. Very good. Yeah. So yeah. And that's a review. We did it. Socials, anyone? Yeah, we've got a few. Yep. Um, <laughs> Check us out Instagram. on Instagram <laughs> at Second Take Podcast, or if you live, live in the future, the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. So you know his, but you don't know yours. That's interesting. <laughs> I didn't even know his. I was uh, watching his mouth to see what he would say. <laughs> Check us on Facebook.com slash Second Take Podcast. We have an email address that you can send us emails to at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com and a website, secondtakepodcast.com, where we have three years worth of content. Thank you. Um, I'm going to put the special outro music on because this is an extra special episode. Excellent. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. 
The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber. In order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes and wherever you find podcasts. That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.